This week's sponsor is JD Accounting Services. Are you a creative or small business owner who wants to grow your brand or business, control your spending, and track your earnings? Yes, I am. You are. Mm -hmm. JD Accounting Services is here to help you, Queen. They are a black family team of cloud-based accountants with over 40 years of combined experience serving clients nationwide. They provide each client with secure and confidential monthly record keeping, including receipt and document storage, financial reports, analysis, and recommendations based on your business performance and trends. They are a full service team offering not just bookkeeping services, but payroll, billing to customers, oh. and bill payment to vendor services as well. Oh, they do a lot of things. They do all that shit. With JD Accounting Services, each client has access to their team of remote accountants 24-7. They are a fresh team who understands that money makers are always on the go, which means that each client can communicate, send, and receive documents directly from your phone, tablet, and laptop. I like that. Money makers are always on the go. That's right. Visiting old guys in office buildings are a thing of the past. Thank God nobody wants that. Visit JD Accounting Services today for all your back office needs and let them help you succeed and grow your business. Visit www.jdaccounting.com for more details or email them at infojdaccounting.com to schedule a free virtual or face-to-face consultation. And that's jdeeaccounting.com. I love this. Me too, y'all. I'm excited about it. Yes. To be young, we're back again. I was going to say we're black again. Excuse we're always me. black. We're always black. Every single day. Every time. single day. And again. Welcome to Dear Black People, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the Netflix series, Dear White People. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And every week we'll be reviewing two episodes. Please be prepared for motherfucking spoilers. We won't spoil anything after those um, episodes that we have already reviewed yeah. in previous review series of this podcast. So you can, if you want to watch the show in pieces, if you want to watch Dear White People in pieces or per episode and you're not a binger, that works. Or if you're a binger, that's fine. You can also listen to this podcast if you have not watched the series and if you have no intention on watching because we do it a play-by-play yeah we literally walk you through the whole episode right that's right so you will not miss anything and you will be able to keep up with us yes you can like fucking talk about it at work and sound like you know what you're talking about that's right this you didn't see it (laughs) (laughs) um this week we are reviewing episodes five and six um but did we get any feedback from last week yes i got feedback from a listener whom felt that the character that we call tanihasi coates yeah is probably mark lamont hill Okay, I can and see I that was a like, little bit. Um, but I could see that a little bit also, mm-hmm. but then I don't know if he um, is popular enough to be parodied. That was my response to them. Right. I think that that's a good point. Um, in the episodes that we review today, I think it's in episode, I don't know which it is, in five or six. Yeah, they mention... Oh, sorry. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. I don't know what you're about yeah, to say. Either. I know what I'm like. Yeah. Let me let you speak. Thank you. In episode five or six, they um, feature this character again. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be this parody person. And it, he does seem more like Mark Lamont, Mark Lamont Hill in these episodes. Yeah. Um, but I feel you. I feel you in terms of that popularity thing. Yeah. But I do think that they, they are kind of modeling that character. It could be a character. mixture of... It could be. Right, right, right. It could be. But the way the way that he communicates and like his swagger type thing, I was like, okay, Okay. yeah. That is that is kind of more on target for Mm -hmm. like who that who that character is supposed to be. I don't think Winchester would be asking for him, but yes. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because Mark Lamont Hill kinda has more of he's he's more he does more like 
popular talking head yeah. pop culture guy nobody nobody necessarily feels unsafe i would say around mark lamont hill yeah or 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 necessarily um he challenges white supremacy yeah but he does it in a way that people still want to invite him places <laughs> you know what i'm <laughs> yeah, saying uh, totally. um so yeah so it's it's interesting but anyway oh and and money money commented on that experience we were talking about feeling like when you're on campus that your parents don't necessarily understand what's going on that you can't burn what i was saying last week about how you can't yeah burden totally money is if you, if you haven't listened to us on our regular podcast money is the, one of the hosts of the queer woman of color podcast and we reference her a lot just mm-hmm. if you don't know who jay is talking about right, but right, yeah right. she did relate to you and the experience of being an older child away at school and not wanting to express certain things or talk about certain things mm-hmm. and just having to just go it out because you know life is life and as the oldest you are used to kind of going without so youngers can have and all those other kind of things mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yep so here we go episodes five and six are you ready i's ready let's get into it so episode five i'm gonna go ahead and call it well, I won't call it that, no, because that kind of spoils it. <laughs> but we open this episode with Joelle and Sam. Sam, and they're in the studio, and they're talking to, who is this character's name? I don't the know mad light-skinned dude. That's what I've been calling him. I don't know his name, though. I'm All sure right. he has a name. He's a black man, so I'm going to give him the honor of learning his name. Okay. I'm going to say his name is Dwight. <laughs> Why? Because he's light-skinned. He looks like he could be Dwight. <laughs> he does look like he could be a Dwight. Al. His name is Al. Oh. Yeah. That's not Dwight. It's not. It's not Dwight. <laughs> I knew a light skinned Al growing up. So yeah, so we're in the studio with Joel, Sam, and Light Skin Al. Light Skin Al has just finished do I'm not gonna call him Light Skin Al. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm why are you call calling him, him Light Skin Al? Sorry. <laughs> I just wanna add that Jay is light skinned. <laughs> oh, I'm light skinned. I'm the light skinned one of the bunch. Yes. So Al is in the studio and he's done the graphic design for their new poster and what it looks like is that joelle will be joining sam as a part of the dear white people team because yeah. we know dear white people is their radio show on campus mm-hmm. formerly hosting sam but formerly with just sam and now joelle is is joining the team yeah so the problem with this poster is that uh no it's actually well, maybe it's not. I was going to say it's relevant that he's light-skinned out right now, but this is something that people of all colors do. Yeah. Like, we all participate in colorism mm-hmm. and the kind of marginalization of darker-skinned black women. I do women. think it is important, though, that he is light-skinned and doesn't understand what they're saying. Like, right. he doesn't quite understand the colorism application. Um, yes. Implications. Implications. Yeah. Thank you. Because he's like, no, marketing. And it's right, like, Right, right. No. He's like, I did it for this other reason. So basically what he did, he creates this poster. He's the graphic design person. He creates this poster. And Sam's face is all large. And is a picture of Joelle, who is the darker skinned of the two friends, um, which looks tinier, smaller. Wow. It's lower. She looks like she's kind of just featured on the show and not an not actual a part right, of the show. Not an equal, equal partner. Um, and, and it's not even a good picture of her. It's not a good picture. And there's a, a little, I think they ask, what is that, an ad for bacon? And I don't know what the joke was yeah, or why that was there, but some shit like that is going yeah. on. It's not a good picture of her. And actually, this reminds me of, we did a shoot with some non-black presenting yeah. folks. And mm-hmm. when they posted a picture of us, it was done i want to say carelessly yeah um, it was very yeah careless. it was it was very careless and it was they didn't care they 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 took pictures with us 
right mm-hmm. because they wanted to feature us in this thing because we do this podcast yeah and we are one of the very few black identifying people who they feature in these photographs that yeah. they do um and when they finally decided to use our photo and i don't know what the politics of that were or if they just were not or what the fuck yeah they just they were careless with it they didn't yeah. care how we looked at all they did not care um of all the photos that we took they just it's, threw anything, anything, up, anything there. up there. Because when it comes to black women, nobody, nobody gives a cares. shit. And then I think because I think of me and you in this space because yeah. I'm dark skin, you're light right. skin. And when it comes to our pictures, period, because mm-hmm. you're so light and I'm so dark, you mm-hmm. have to think about lighting and all yes. of these things when yes. it comes to yes. our pictures of us and showcasing yeah. us and making sure each of us look equally just as good yeah. in a picture um, that me and Jay make sure we do for each other Absolutely. and represent for ourselves. But who knows what the rest of the world is going right, to do with that? And that right. picture is another implication of this. Let's yeah, just, just, just throw them up there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's just throw them up. Who really cares? We don't really want them here anyway. Yeah. We just kind of did this. And so now I have to put a picture up. Put it up because yeah. we said we would one day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I would have rather y'all just email us and say, we don't want to do this with black people or yeah. y'all or and whatever. Now, yeah. now that product is now a sleep shirt. So we can move on. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit them up for my photos though. Okay. get Send me my motherfucking photos. <laughs> Anyway, so both Sam and Joel recognize the problem with this photo. Yeah. But Sam says that it has to go out, so we're going to work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to go out this yeah. week kind of thing. So there's that. And then the narrator, who is Giancarlo Esposito, who we love. The narrator goes on to talk about how Joel is not used to taking a back seat or playing yeah, second playing fiddle. Second, yeah. And we go to her at... What is this? Woodlawn Academy, which yes. is her high school that she went to, mm-hmm. which is what looks to be an all black high school that uh, where academics is highly important. It yeah. looks like one of those high schools that you got to test into or apply to or whatever. Exactly. It's one of those very exclusive high schools that is all black. And the goal of that high school is supposedly help produce Winchester or, or Ivy League bound yeah. students. More exceptionally black. Yes. People. Right. And she it cuts to her singing lift every voice Voice and sing sing. she's also clearly the valedictorian of her class i don't know why the valedictorian is singing i think she just probably sang at the end of her speech she just does that doing her she's black and thriving and i think it's to showcase her not being used to being second so like i'm saying this speech i'm gonna sing this song i'm gonna listen like this is just do what i want because i I excelled here Mm -hmm. and that allows me the privilege to do what the fuck i I want to do in this space yeah so we cut back to 1840 where Spencer Wood is the first black student who's allowed to attend Winchester University. Mm-hmm. And it's showing him in this class on phrenology, which is the study of um, the brain and how certain races. This has, of course, been debunked by yes. now, but it's something that America fucked with heavily back in the day as mm-hmm. a justification for slavery yep. and Jim Crow. But it's the study that says that um, black folks don't have the same mental capacity yes. or our brains are different than yeah. white, white folks. People. Yeah. And so it's why it's okay to enslave us or treat us a certain way or for us to live yes. second class. So in the class, when he's sitting there, there is actual black men mm-hmm. um, whom the professor is I don't know, I guess using as an example of whatever theory he's talking about in that moment. Mm -hmm. So it's important to remember that America's racist. (laughs) Right. So 1840, I'm trying to think of if we were free. No, we were not free. Okay. I didn't think so. I'm like, why? All right. So it's important to remember that in 1840, um, in the U S blacks were still enslaved. And so 
there were free black people. There were free black men during the time of slavery. Yeah. And so it's important to remember that you could have a black student and you could have slaves. So essentially the black men in this class who they're using. Yeah. yeah, These were slaves Slaves. that are standing there and kind of, um, and enduring this subjugation in this class on phrenology Mm -hmm. and, Woodson, I forget what his first name is, but the student, the black student is sitting there experiencing this. Spencer Woodson, right. So he opens Woodlawn Academy with the goal of turning the cultural tide in 50 years to make sure that there are black folks attending the nation's most influential schools. Yes. So Joelle is a product of that school. So then we cut to her singing on a choir at Winchester. She's the only black person in this choir. Yes. I don't know why these white people are singing the black national anthem. Because they fucking love doing shit like this. <laughs> why are they singing, singing They that love shit. singing stuff that is black because they some of them find it educational and important to know. But. In singing this song, the black girl is taking it home, and they're like, "Could you ri- could you bring it down? Can, can, can you, you scale it back? Down? Scale it down? Can a you scale it back, Joelle?" Right. So they asked the only black girl in this choir singing the national black the black a- national anthem, anthem to, scale, to down. scale it down. So then we cut to Joelle in the hallway where they've posted grades for an anatomy class, and she's at the top. So she is, uh, I don't know if it's ninety nine percentile or whatever, but her name is at the top. Because she is the highest scorer and she beat, she's at the top of her class and the person behind her is behind by like half a point. And so yeah. she says she's giving these white boys a run for her money because that's, that's why she's there. She's happy. And yeah, so the person name is T. King that she's ahead of. Yes. Yes. So then we cut to Sam and Joelle in the studio recording Dear White People. So Sam is saying her thing. They're both talking and having a conversation doing their show on Dear White People. Sam is questioning the need for the internet because she's still experiencing this trolling. Yeah. And is kind of wondering, what's the point of the internet? What has the internet ever given us? And Joelle rattles off all the good shit that the internet has brought us. One of them being gossip headlines, which are fucking epic. Yeah, they're really, really good. Um, in this exchange, Sam just seems to just keep kind of like cutting off anything Joelle says. Right. Doesn't really like add to what Joelle says, kind of just... It's not even like a conversation. Joelle says something, Sam cuts her off and says whatever her thought is on top of whatever Mm -hmm. Joelle says. So we see Joelle kind of like be annoyed and frustrated by how the first episode of them co-hosting is going. Yeah. And it's also an example of how Sam continuously centers herself. Yeah. And it's important to acknowledge that that is something that light-skinned people tend to do yeah totally. because we have been we live in this white supremacist capitalistic system that says that black people are um less and beneath and then there are elements of colorism and layers within that so it's not uncommon for fellow black folks to silence one another mm-hmm. and sam throughout this series is often unaware of her privilege as a light-skinned person yeah and does not know when to share her space shut the fuck up yes when Mm -hmm. to shut the fuck when to silence herself um or how to share a space yeah with with other other people people. and acknowledging the color dynamics at play Mm -hmm. so she cuts it off she cuts joelle off several times joelle doesn't address it in this scene Mm -hmm. um hopefully later on down the line she'll address it or it will be addressed because that's the other thing is that the burden also of especially in a friendship it's burdensome to your friends to have to say yo you're silencing me yeah you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying or you're erasing me or whatever I do want to add that um because i really really enjoy joelle's character mm-hmm. i enjoy her also being a dark-skinned woman like she's not they don't paint her as angry right which i find really important mm-hmm. usually dark-skinned characters and things are when they're 
set next to a light-skinned person. Yeah. The dark-skinned person is the angry one, mm-hmm. and the light-skinned person is, like, butterflies and sweet. And they didn't yeah. do that light-skinned, dark-skinned thing, at least not to me, with their friendship mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. they interact on a campus. Right. Like, if they're... Being a bitch, they're both being a bitch. Or if they're not, you know, you know that type of thing. And that happens exactly. That That happens often in media where they want to explore colorism, but they don't properly paint the dynamics. And then in exploring colorism, they are fucking colorist. You know what I'm saying? So I think this show is really doing a really good job of exploring the nature of that. And something I noticed in a lot of the comments on Twitter and elsewhere is people saying how Sam is unlikable. I don't really like her. And I'm like, yo, you're not supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I think that there are some people... it kind of makes them cringe that they don't like her because yeah. we think these are all black students. We're supposed to like them, but I think we're supposed to be watching. I was talking to Ola yesterday of the yeah. Free Black Women's Library, and she's like, "Am I supposed to be rooting for her?" And I'm like, "You don't have to be rooting for her because yeah. really, what she, a lot of what she does is harmful." Yeah. So it's about we need her to get it together, but we don't have to be rooting for her. I yeah. think it's okay for us not to be in love with Sam, it's and okay. she can and just be a character. There. The way the show is made, like there is yes, her show, Dear White people is the spearhead yeah. of why we're watching this and how this became a series or whatever mm-hmm. but the show is about way more people than just yes. Sam right um, Right. so you can definitely hate her mm-hmm. and enjoy the show and get into other characters right so we see Joelle sneaking around now we cut to her sneaking around in the library I just want to give a quick shout out to this ensemble yes this outfit that she's wearing I she's got on clothes. a pair of what looks to be white Tims they're okay? not white Tims what are white, they? They look like white combat boots. Okay, sure. They're white combat boots, but th- to me they are they look they look very Tim versus They're uh, taller and the hair was bigger. Sure. They look more like Tim's than Doc Martin's, which I think is important to mention because mm-hmm. that is a difference. So I'm living for that look and her jacket and her bag and the whole thing is adorable. So she's got shades on in the fucking <laughs> library. And then we see that she snuck in there to meet up with um, White T.A. Gabe. I think that was his name. I remember. Okay. So she's there to meet up with White T.A., who's Sam's former boyfriend. And he's like, we got to sleep. Stop sneaking around like this. I still can't believe this is the same white person from the first uh, first season. Why? He does not look like the same white think, person to I me. I think he gained a little bit of weight okay. this year. And also, he looks a little bit white Latinx to me. He's got some, some white Latinx features going on. And I haven't cared he enough to Italian. do research on the actor. One of them lower European people. He could be. Or he could actually be a white Latinx person. I don't That's know. Tough. When I feel like it, I'll check. But... Um, the white TA who some are calling Gabe is and there. And I'm calling an imposter because that's not the same person. Oh my God. So fake Gabe. That's what call so fake Gabe is sitting there and she's, he's like, we got to stop sneaking around. And she's like, I'm not sneaking around. Clearly she is. And he's like, it's okay for us to be friends. And she's like, no, I don't really need to. Sam doesn't need to know. Yeah. And this, I don't need to go through her kind of knowing about our friendship. Yeah. So come to find out, she's looked over the documentary that mm-hmm. uh, Fake Gabe has been producing. Yeah. So his documentary is Am I Racist? And he's exploring kind of all the shit that Sam explores on her show, but he's doing it as a white man. Yeah. And exploring his privilege, allegedly. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So he thanks Joelle for looking over his documentary. She says, You're welcome. And they, it's clear that they're friends. Yeah. So that's it basically is. this scene. Then we see that she heads to class. So she's taking in a, a class that she is. She missed Monday lab. So now she's in a new class that she's not typically in. Again, this in an adorable jacket. made me so jealous. Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know, Queen is a science bitch. And she knows things about science. So my anatomy and physiology class was nothing like this. What's the difference here? 
They actually like got to dissect fake bodies. And you did this stuff in college? You had an anatomy class in college? Yeah, anatomy and physiology. And I was like dissecting like cats and goat brains and oh, I'm sorry. eyeballs. Like they had like a oh. fake cadaver. No, that's terrible. I'm so jealous that they yeah, got to do that. This is Winchester. But I went to a CUNY school. <laughs> yeah. You're not at Ivy League yo, where they have a whole ass black body on the couch. Yeah, on the, on the table. that was the thing too. Like, oh, we'll get yeah. to that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in this class, she sits down and she meets Trevor King. And Trevor King is actually T. King. He introduces himself. He is a fine-ass black man yes. who gives me Malik Yoba essence. But yes, darker but he uses chapsticks. And better. Malik Yoba has eczema, but yes, also this man uses chapstick. I know people with eczema and their lips aren't like that. Fair. <laughs> that is fair. And also, I met Malik Yoba in person recently, and he was well moisturized. He spoke at my junior high school looking. graduation not mine the year mm-hmm. before but we were happy to be there okay and he is really winded he talked for a really long time oh really uh, he was talking to students yeah it was mad long i can see we that we only care because we're gonna cover it and after a while we was like shut up yeah i can see that i introduced we were at a party i introduced myself because it was that kind of party where you should be doing that so i was like oh hi i'm janice i'm janice what's your name <laughs> he said malik yo i was like i don't know why i, I asked you that this we, sounds like jay we both know that i know your name he's like it's the right thing to do <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sounds like you. Thank you so much. I'm answered. I'm Malik Yoba. <laughs> he said no. He said Malik. He didn't oh, say Malik. Okay, okay, I inserted okay. that oh, in the okay. story because oh, I know him as Malik yeah, Yoba. Yeah, I was like, why would he say that? Oh, no, he was like, he was like Malik. I was like, I don't know why I asked you that. <laughs> that's the right thing to do. He was very yeah. kind and reassuring. I can see that. Um, Although lately, or oh, he plays the sleeve balls on TV shows, but that's that's something else. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy kind of looks like Malik, but he's fine and he's sciency. And they have this like nice quick banter over the cadaver, and they're they're actually talking. It's clear that they're both um, the best students in the class, yeah, and that they both have been raised to know that they have to be. Bird, um, I want to add that this fake cadaver that they're using is a black body, mm-hmm. and it's the school is a white school. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they have issues, not issues, but like I'm sure they have plentiful white bodies, yeah, plentiful white cadavers. Right. I'm sure like they order the white cadavers by the bootloads mm-hmm. boatloads but it's just the fact that they have the black body there is just like on purpose obviously mm. and it just shows how non-post-racial the school is mm-hmm. um because in an instance where you're trying to be inclusive is when it's a fucking fake dead cadaver on the table yeah. like what the fuck yeah <laughs> i would steer away from that um but they make several black lives matter <laughs> black lives matter they make several references to what did they say that he can't breathe or something like that oh i don't remember they made a few reference to you know well he is black and that kind of like yeah and, and when i say they i mean um joelle and trevor the black folks yes in the class so they're acknowledging like the struggle of being black and alive yeah in this and then they have a moment that's very um, Shonda Rhimes-esque. Yeah. And they acknowledge it, make a joke about it. And one of the quote-unquote liberal white guys in the class is like, oh, I, I wanted to say it, but <laughs> I didn't think I could. could. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, and, and I'm funny. glad you didn't think you could. Right. <laughs> that's the point. Yes. yes. You better say that. I didn't think I could because you can't. Yes. And you couldn't. So they're outside. Joel leaves. They leave the class. Class is over. And Trevor chases Joel out. He's like, yo, I, you have to give me your number. I want to see you again. Let's go out. She's like, cool, I'm free Thursday. He's like, no, nah, let's go out now. She's like, I can't leave campus. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll take you on campus and we'll spend time together. We'll do something. Yeah. I like that she gave him Thursday. 
Yes. Like, I don't know. I just like that she was like, Thursday, because I be doing things. Okay. What if it was Wednesday? If Wednesday would have been fine, too. I just like no, that but she... No, if, but what if it's Wednesday today? Um, I wouldn't care. Right, I just right, like right. that it was like, this is the time mm-hmm. that I can spare for your ass. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, whenever you want. Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So he says something that makes her swoon. And I like these little outtakes of her like... Like we see her uh, kind of fall out and faint. Right, yeah. right, right. And that's kind of, it's not, what is it called? It's not a dream sequence. It's like, I don't know. They cut to, yeah. it kind of gives us insight into what's happening in her and head. Help, yeah. Right, 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 right. So he takes her to this kitchen where they, um, the culinary students are, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they don't waste the food. So they make the food and the students eat the food. Mm-hmm. So that's their little date. So she's he's showing her something new on campus. What I will say, as a stu- as a black woman who went to a PWI, yeah. okay? So these people are sophomores now. Mm-hmm. If you meet a black person that you never met before and they're not a transfer, mm-hmm. that's a bit of a red flag. That's what I was thinking when, yeah. I, was, when I was watching this. I'm like, what? Right. So she meets this black man who she's never met before. That's a red flag. So usually, right, usually on, on campuses of black students and i've been to so i went to vanderbilt which is oddly enough that is also um the actor who plays sam that's mm-hmm. her alma mater uh-huh. as well so we weren't there at the same time but that's obvious i feel like that was another old joke <laughs> and i feel like your last old joke was a little bit too close for you to be making another one but no you're not old but you said we weren't there at the same time <laughs> like uh i don't think anyone was thinking that <laughs> anyway yeah Anyway, yeah, if you are a black student at a predominantly white university, you know all the other black students, yeah. whether you know them personally or whether you just seen them across campus. Yep. Like I, I knew black students who they didn't necessarily hang out with all of them, but, you but knew I knew them and were. I knew the ones who would look, even though they didn't hang out with, quote unquote, all the black kids, they didn't necessarily hang out with us. They still would say what's up and give us that. Yes. I just be like, oh, well, they're just not interested in whatever I'm into, mm-hmm. but they still acknowledge that I'm another black person on this campus. Or you had the black students who, OK, they don't say what's up to me ever they're not down with the nod so that's some other shit but you know we the, all you know knew who, who each other was i when he was introduced i'm like who the fuck is he because mm-hmm. even when i introduced the other black woman who i don't know her name but sam was feuding with her in the classroom that time yes they said they introduced her as a transfer yes him he was just like who's who right who, who right him? whenever you meet another black person who you have not seen before on in in your sophomore year anything outside of freshman year is something is up Something is up. So that's something that I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. So they have this date in the culinary classroom or in the culinary kitchen. Yes. She mentions that. He mentions wherever house he's from. She yes. says she's from AP House. No, he says, let me guess, AP, AP house. house. Right, because yeah. he could tell by her essence or whatever that house. And what he says when he's when she asks him what hall he's in, he says Webster Hall, luck of the draw, which yeah. means that he values being in that hall when mm-hmm. this whole season is about wow. the black students trying to protect AP and House, which and is keep the black safe house, space right? And all this stuff. Right, yeah. and he is here as somebody who values, would prefer to be in Webster. Yeah, as that's like that. That means something to him. Mm-hmm. We don't know what or why yet, but yeah. that's another thing. That's as New Yorker, Webster Hall just means that club, <laughs> that huge. Yes, club. that huge club, standing room only, where it's yeah. nowhere to put your coat. Word. And I seen people fight and fall and throw up in that club. It was just. I was only there one day, <laughs> only there one time. Yeah. yeah, is Webster Hall? It's still open. I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe. Okay. 
New York is dying. I don't know. New York is <laughs> turning into fucking Disney World for, for white people oh, only. Gosh. Whites only. Yes. All right. So now they're outside eating ice cream and they see um, white students like play. Was that this time? They were playing, no, this is this playing time. with fake guns. Or... Yeah. Right. So a, a white security officer is walking the campus as these white students are playing with fake guns or whatever it is they're playing guns or something right 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 and so the white security officer plays back with them kind of they have a nice like (laughs) (laughs) crazy kids campus kids and then he turns and sees a black student reaching for a black male student reaching for a book in his bag and he eyes him up and down and creates a hostile environment for not only the student who's walking by but also for joel and trevor who are sitting trying to enjoy their fucking ice cream i want to add that the black student who was walking by looked like a poindexter looked like he looked like his name was poindexter or urkel he looked like a fill-in for urkel yes right um not to say that all black people are targets, but I think I, yeah. I think they made a point to make sure that character looked as in quotations non threatening as, as possible, possible. Right. for this um, and this white guy still look at him and right. expect something to come out his bag when we know people who be shooting at schools are be the white boys. Yeah, they love shooting at schools. <laughs> I think what I what I like about this scene is that Joel and Trevor witness this and they have banter about it. They have a, a little they have words to share with each other about it, but also it ruins their fucking appetite. It does. Right? So Trevor Fuck puts down his cream. ice cream. Yeah, it it when we witnessing stuff like this, it's like when it happens to you it's terrible. When you witness it, it affects you. If I see something happening, racist happening to another person of color, it affects me because yeah. it is about me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um they're trying to enjoy their day as students and they can't existing while black is um is revolutionary and it's difficult and it's an uphill battle battle yes so they have banter about this he's clearly a very passionate person Mm -hmm. is what we get from this dialogue he has really nice skin he's hot yeah he needs this work (laughs) joelle's gonna give it to him gonna give it to him so she has to go because she has to go to black caucus Mm -hmm. or core and so it's announced that coco and sam came together as presidents of BSU and CORE and are able to bring Carson Rhodes to the school. And so that's the black intellectual that we were talking about earlier in that episode, Mm -hmm. um, who they were trying to get to help highlight the issues of the black students on campus. So they secured him to come and speak. Joelle is in the class texting with Trevor from her iPad. Mm -hmm. We cut to a scene of Carson Rhodes talking with... um, all black woman <laughs> an all black woman on what looks like it's supposed to be um kind of like a what is that bill maher show that comes on bill maher bill maher yes it's supposed <laughs> to be a, a parody of bill maher and they're sitting there talking to one another yeah kind of like debating. a round table discussion or whatever right. i want to add that all black woman is tessa thompson who yes. played sam in the movie right yes yes so that was pretty cool for her to like mm-hmm. come and do a guest spot on the show yes and james who's the black student um in core who is constantly at odds with coco is sitting there getting a hard on from watching this alt right black woman mm-hmm. speak and he calls her smart and free thinking uh, free thinking is the code word for racist. black racist <laughs> is the co- free thinking is the code word for racist black people <laughs> racist black people against other black people yes so they have this whole debate in this meeting, in this black caucus meeting. There are black people, there are white people sitting there because we know that white people are now a part of the AP a part dorm. Of, right, the AP dorm. So they're sitting there, and Coco has welcomed them to, to join the core, to be in core, right, which is supposed to be a black caucus. And so 
um, Reggie and one of the white students, they're having this conversation about safe spaces for black folks. And one of the white students is like, isn't the point for us to be together? And it feels like y'all are trying to have us pull us apart. Reggie affirms that we are always together with white people because we fucking are. And the only time that white folks make this debate, this argument for us to be together is when black folks find safe space amongst one another. Yeah. And then Sam, um, Sam says, y'all people, referring to white people. And then one of the white students is like, y'all people. And um, Sam is like, oh, it doesn't feel good to be reduced to a color. And um, that's when the white girl realizes. She says, no, it's not. She doesn't realize anything. She says, you're right. It's not. <laughs> yeah, you're they right. They never realize they don't. it. You're like, so no, right. I don't like being sure treated don't. unfairly. They, they, <laughs> can never, they can never see the parallel with the way that black people you're are treated so right. in this country. So people notice that Joelle is preoccupied with her iPad and because, yeah, texting Trevor. Yeah. And it's a big ass iPad that she's texting on. So right. everyone can see. What Everybody can see. Everyone is looking over her shoulder. <laughs> it's drawing attention. Um, Reggie has been looking at Joelle because we know he's trying to have a thing with her. Yeah. And what is his name? Is his name Rashid? The um, Rashid, continental yeah. African mm-hmm. character. Right. With a horrible accent. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, I have things to say about that. Right. So Rashid is like, yo, when are we going to meet this dude that you're texting? And she's like, listen, whenever I bring guys here, they see my light-skinned friend Sam, and they get all googly-eyed for her, and I end up playing second fiddle. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? Anybody who doesn't recognize how beautiful you are is trash. And he kind of holds her hand and flirts with her, and he's like, oh, got to go. Yeah, because um, he smells the light-skinned guy. <laughs> Oh, is that what happened? That's what it looked like. I don't know. We can take that out. Um, <laughs> I want to add that Rashid's accent is like an issue for me. Okay. It's a horrible accent. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know what their goal idea is with this accent. They could have got someone who is actually a continental African. Mm-hmm. They could have got someone who can actually do a accent from a particular country, not just Africa. You know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Makes me feel uncomfortable every right. time I hear him speak. It's almost like he sounds like Michael Blackson. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't like it. That's fucking funny. But yes. He bigs up Joelle's dark skin. So yes. that's dope. He does. Then we cut to the scene where they are walking to their dorm rooms. And is this when I see the banana? No, this is later. But <clears throat> something in this scene. So Sam and Joelle are walking back to their dorm room. And Sam says to Joe, hey. Are you are you boy smiling? Because Joe looks all happy yeah. and she's been looking at her phone. They're like, yeah. So then they celebrate and they laugh and she wants details on the new guy. So they kind of have that conversation. And Sam is like, why haven't you brought him around? And Joelle just kind of plays it like, oh, I'm just not ready yet. You yeah. know, we'll see. And Sam, they have this conversation and Sam says, and this, this made me a little bit uncomfortable. So Sam says to Joelle, how you walk around with that skin and all of this and stay single, I've never understood, Mm -hmm. right? And so we know that Sam is a biracial black woman. We know that Joelle is a dark-skinned black woman. And we know that Sam is uh, often clueless about her light-skinned privilege and how to use that privilege. Always clueless. I don't think often. Right. She's always clueless, but I feel like there are times when she's attuned to it. Like I feel like earlier when the poster dropped i felt like she was attuned to it then Mm -hmm. and i feel like she is 
there are certain things that she's aware of. She's aware of certain concepts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like often she does not understand her role within that. So that that to me is how she's clueless. Okay, is not gotcha. understanding her role as a light-skinned person and where that fits in. Yeah. But I know that she is aware of colorism. So what bothered me about this comment is just that to me it sounds like something that a white person would say or something that someone who was not involved in the ways in which Sam is involved yeah. in pro-blackness, that's, some, that's something that that, that person yeah, would exactly. say. So to me, even though Sam is often clueless about her light skin privilege, she knows the way the world works. Exactly. So that, that to me felt a little bit out of character to mm-hmm. say, I don't know how you walk around with this skin and all this going on and stay single when we as black women know what happens to black women when they're trying to date in all shades and especially for dark-skinned black women Mm -hmm. what that looks like so that to me was like a little bit of a misstep i feel like i don't Um, think it was a misstep i think it's to highlight her being aloof to those things so like you have this best friend who is mm dark-skinned you know she's single like yes she's aware but it's still not her experience so there's going to be these instances where she just does not fully get it in a way that joelle does I feel like that, to me, that was less than fully getting it. That was mm. like some other shit. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm right. saying that there are times when she's get it, but she gets it, like mm-hmm. you said earlier in another episode, but yeah. she's not going to get it full circle because she is still living in that light-skinned body and doesn't have to experience the world the way in which Joelle does. Right. So she's not always going to have it. So for me, it wasn't off-key for her to say that. Right. I, I think that there's a place in between that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, no, she's not going to get it full circle. And I, I I, know when I get that, especially because not even just not experiencing it and living it, Sam is also especially ignorant to her role within light and privilege. Yeah. But she's not ignorant to these things happening in the world. Sure. You know what I'm but saying? I think, but I think that, of course she's not, but you can still say ignorant things when you're not ignorant. So I think that's why even Joelle's reaction was like, I'm just rolling my eyes and move on because yeah. this is a happy moment and I'm not doing this right now. Right, 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 right. I'm not doing okay. this right now. It felt, to me, it felt out of character for someone like Sam to say that. I don't think so because you're the, like like I've said, when it comes mm-hmm. to my interactions with light-skinned women, right. it's few and far between who get it to the extent of which you do. So, like, right. I've okay. been around light-skinned people who understand this stuff and they still say dumb shit like right, that. Right, so, right, like, right, it's not, right, 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 like, right, 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 far-fetched right, right. for me. Okay. Well, I'd wanted to stab her in the eye. I want to stab her in the eye often. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. So, Joelle is playing this whole relationship close to the chest and then we see Joelle back on a date with trevor in keeping with this theory of secret societies Societies. trevor takes her to this place on campus where they have a bunch of stones with latin writing and one of the stones he pulls back has a book that is a list of all the banned books on winchester and it's allegedly buried in one of these statues yeah he's strong if he could like move stones (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they take the book and sit in what Joelle is calling is, is his spot. So she's like, is this your spot? And he's like, yeah, this is where you can see all the secret, all the most powerful meeting places of influential societies of the world. So mm-hmm. he points to different buildings and names, scribes of Carthage, home to the world's the th- third most rich, whatever the fuck billionaires, yeah. the lavender gems, this, that. So he names a bunch of these uh kind of like white secret societies but also he talks about them with a certain level of reverence yes so it was very kanye to me it's very kanye and it's actually very um, there are a lot of 
black people who are so pro-black, they're anti-black. Mm-hmm. So they are, they think that the way to black liberation is to model white yes. life mm-hmm. and do all of these things in which they do. So he is the embodiment of that. Like right. he is in Webster Hall. He mm-hmm. um, idolizes these institutions and people and places or whatever as like what I want to be. Right. Rather right. than creating his own thing. He mm-hmm. wants to model exactly what they do. Right. Something else that he said in an earlier conversation with Joelle um, when she says, no, this is like, she makes it clear that it's a safe space and he can be himself and he, yeah. he's not too heady for her. He says to her, you know, that's great because a lot of girls can't handle real conversation, which to which... me is an indication that you do not fully respect the equal personhood of women, At right? All. A lot of a lot of men think that because they identify a certain woman as, oh, she's special. I'm going to mm-hmm. treat her as special. To me, that was some shit that Charlemagne would say. Yeah. That was like, oh, I can talk to this woman because most are dumb bitches, right? Yeah. But I can, you can handle conversation, this, this you know? Um, so that to me was like an immediate red flag yeah. as a grown ass bitch, mm-hmm. but that is also something that, Maybe at twenty years old, which Joelle is kind yeah, of supposed I've, to be. Yeah, because I've experienced that right. when I was like twenty, and it right. was like, "Oh, you're you know the special kind, mm-hmm. the special mm-hmm. kind of woman." Yep. Joelle then takes him to a secret spot and starts, which is like in this what looks to be an underground tunnel. Yeah. But she also mentions that this area used to be a spot on the underground railroad, and then they're looking at these walls, which appear to be underground or along the side of a building mm-hmm. in one of the areas that's like, you know, off quarantined off where they shouldn't be basically. And there are markings. There are X's. There are X's in the stone wall. Right. And they look to be X's of this order of X that kind of yeah. keeps coming mm-hmm. up. And then they have their first kiss in there. Cause it's nice and quiet. And then we see that she brings him to Winchester and well, the AP. Sorry. Winchester. Winchester is yeah. the right. The school he brings her to, he brings him to her dorm to show him around and kind of like, you know, let him know that it's not what he thinks that it is. Yeah. And he's like, wow, black people love dressing the part. And he's basically kind of saying what people say about Afropunk yeah. is that, yeah. wow, they love, you know, dressing artsy or dressing like this means a certain thing. Am I the only person dressed like an actual student? Which I thought was interesting because what he doesn't understand, but he should is that, Every dress is political. Every yeah. style of dress is political. So even his choice to dress like what he sees, what he thinks is a to dress like a mechanic, student, right? <laughs> to like dress a like a mechanic is a political choice that yeah. he's making. When you choose, every article of clothing is a choice. So for those people who run around talking about people who dress like Afropunk as a costume mm-hmm. and this like that, this that or whatever, y'all can just Google that if you don't know what I'm talking about. Every style of dress is a choice. Yeah. So even if you if your goal is to wear what you consider to be quote unquote regular clothes, that is a political choice that you have made based on how it's very clear that he wants to be seen a certain way. Exactly. And then he says, you know, I bet they're wondering why you brought your, your Lyft driver here. Because there's also for people like this, it seems to be an over um, obsession or consideration for um what other people are thinking about yeah, you. Yeah, all the time. Because you're so obsessed with the ways all that the other time. people are dressing. Mm-hmm. I just find it so crazy that she's kind of like giving him a tour of this place. Like he's been on campus. Mm-hmm. He's been at this school. Yep. He's a sophomore also. And she's like giving him a tour of this, mm-hmm. the AP dorm. Yep. That's just like, yep, yep, yep. girl. Yep. So <sighs> then we see. You're in danger, girl. You're in danger, girl. We see a poster. He's looking at a post, the poster of. Joelle and Sam's uh, Dear White People flyer for their radio show. Yeah. And he's like, yo, why aren't you 
why is your picture so small? What's up with that? Which is a valid question. But yeah. then he says, real sisters keep getting sidekicked by these light-skinned chicks. And so just that affirmation that real sisters, which the implication being dark-skinned chicks exactly. versus light-skinned light chicks, chicks, as if annoying. real black women only come in dark skin. Yeah, and then it annoys me because... Everyone on this campus, well, everyone on this campus seems to know about the Dear White People show. Mm -hmm. So if he's ever listened, he knows Sam's talking about real things. Right. So you just see this light face and all of a sudden she's just not it's valid and her thought and is not, not valid, valid and right. her thoughts on black liberations is no. Like, mm -hmm. what the mm -hmm. fuck? Right. Um, but it also reminded me of the ways in which people talk about Amara La Negra, the ways in which people talk about Cardi B yeah. as as not being real sisters because exactly. they're Afro Latinx in Amara's case, who's a dark skinned woman, but yes. she's Afro Latinx, Next. or Cardi B who doesn't present um, blackness in the way that many Black Americans think it should be presented. Think is, is presented right or think is valid. So then Reggie comes up. Oh. So Joelle is like, oh, she's not like that. Yeah, that's my girl. That's she defends her girl. friend. Right. Reggie comes up and is like, oh, Joelle, you coming with us to, you know, you coming to open mic. Trevor inserts himself is like, nah, we got plans. Yeah. So doesn't give her the agency to speak or respond for herself. Inserts himself and speaks up like we're together. He looks Reggie up and down. Um, Reggie looks him up and down. As he should. As he should. <laughs> and then Reggie is like, cool, cool. See you around. His face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was some classic Janicia shit. Yeah, because I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna okay. smile and walk away. All right, because because it's either that or I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. So, <laughs> cuckoo, bye. <laughs> and okay, girl. Yeah, that, yo, I love a good. Okay, girl. I yo, I learned that shit from my mother. Okay. <laughs> Like, I wasn't paying them no mind, but you acknowledge it by smiling, and and a lot of people mistake that shit for weakness. But I'm really just saving us both, yeah, because it's I, I only have two settings, yeah. So it's pleasant yeah, and hugs, you, yeah. You or, do only have two yeah. settings, <laughs> so you do. So that's what it is. Oh, I identify with that so much. I am Reggie. So then Troy walks up with his fine ass, fine self. Oh, god damn, asking. <laughs> Shows up asking Joelle for advice because he values her as a black woman. He values her opinion. Yeah. He, he values her counsel. It's like, yep. listen, they want me to do this shit at the school, at, you know, in the dorm. Now that they found out that I'm president of the house, what do you suggest? And Trevor is like, well, why don't you just keep being mediocre? You're clearly good at that or whatever. And he's like, what? <laughs> so I thought that was. Who is this nigga? <laughs> who? Like, I've never. His face is like, I've never seen you before, nigga. Who are you? <laughs> I'm telling you, these black people you've never seen before on a white campus are a problem. <laughs> I see how that could maybe happen on a black campus. Troy but looks so confused. Yo, like, on a white campus, you see some nigga you never seen before and he ain't a freshman? That's a problem. Everybody should be on alert. Yes. So he says some shit about being mediocre and Joelle is like, yo, he's kind of right, right because you that's what you Hoteps be right half the time. Yes. Only half. half. <laughs> Only half. Emphasis on half. The other half is violent white supremacy. Yes. So... Trevor walks away. And he cut away from fine ass Troy. Cut away from fine ass Troy. <laughs> Until next time, boo. So, oh god, this is funny. Yeah. So then they go into the main hall of the dorm, and it seems to be like you know, it's TV watching time. So yeah. they all come together to watch this Empire type show. Yeah. And it opens with a wonderful cookie impersonator um, <laughs> coming looking for. Come on. Come on, come, come on, where you at? Come on, Kamal is at the piano getting his getting dick sucked. Getting his dick sucked by some shirtless uh, white man. Yes. Which, um, the whole scene is hilarious. 
and Trevor is mumbling under his breath as everybody is trying to watch it. This fucking show. This fucking show. And Joel is like, Something yeah. Embarrassment. Right, right. Joel is like, yeah, it's extra, but it's so fun. Yeah. I love it. Um, P. Ninny shows up, who we love. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it's like a mashup of um, Love and Hip Hop. Well, no, she's it? supposed to be making. Uh, they know she's P Ninny. She's making a guest oh, star, a guest it. appearance on, on the, show. the Empire okay. type show. Okay. So Trevor then says, "It's wait." First of all, that scene where he's like, "Cause P Ninny shows up, she's like, your dad is alive again." <laughs> it's very Empire rem- reminiscent. <laughs> the guy who's giving head is still on all fours. Right, he's still on all fours, <laughs> and it cuts to everybody going. <gasps> And he's on all fours. They cut to him. <laughs> it's the whole, it's such such a good parody. They're great. Trevor, of course, says that don't you think it's not it's not a coincidence that the head of the most one of the most popular shows on television the mo- the redeeming the only redeeming character on this show and then he uses the f word trigger warning I'm gonna say it yeah should I say it or not say it I'm okay with you saying it okay I'm gonna say it so you're saying it in reference to the show you're not right saying in it, reference like, to the show and kind of like this is this is what these types of people do yes so he's like and the only you think it's a coincidence that the only redeeming character on the show is a faggot and yeah. joelle jumps and is like whoa what the fuck yeah because most people with good sense know that and it's not it's not about being politically correct but also you're throwing that word around because there's thought and hate behind it exactly so what type of person are you what is your pro- what is your problem exactly like and why how are you just like regularly openly oppressing someone else right right so she's like and joelle what? is like what the fuck so that so he so he goes into this whole thing and she's looking at him like wait what she's is like, going what on? And All he I starts gotta talking about is, family values yeah. and how this is breaking down the black family. And she comes to this realization. Mm-hmm. She licks him in the face and she says, "Trevor, are you a whole tap?" And he's <laughs> no no. This is this is first. He says, "You realize you're a Nubian queen, right?" And she's like, "Wait a minute." You mean oh yeah, like and then what? Right, and like it starts Nubian... flashing back, and all the stuff he's saying, and yep. then that's when she looks in his she face. She rattles through all of that. She's like, "You have all these conspiracy theories." She said the Your F word. Obsession with white secret societies. You throw the F word around like it ain't no thing. Are you a hotep? And just <laughs> y'all can Google what hotep is if yes. you don't know what that is. Um, but what I will say is there is a whole contingent of people who don't like the use of the term hotep as mm-hmm. a negative term because yeah. um, it means peace and it means a few different things that are actually of black ass value yeah. to a lot of people and a lot of people hold dear. So I acknowledge that. Um, but what I will also say as somebody who has been a part of those communities in my teens and twenties is that the same people now who are outraged that people are using hotep as a derogatory term were not outraged when yes. there were people within those communities being misogynist, being, being homophobic, being transphobic, that's right. being white supremacist. Yeah. Being, being rapist. Yeah. Um, you weren't, there was no outcry. Exactly. For that exactly. Which is why personally I agree to disagree with um the notion that we should not use the term hotep mm-hmm. i will use it as much as i want because there was no safety for women i feel like no there was no safety provided there was no safety provided no. so now this outcry now where was y'all then this is how we got here you wasn't with us shooting in the gym you wasn't so here we are anyway so she asked if he's a hotep and he's like well hotep is the egyptian word for, <laughs> for peace. peace so, so and she's like oh okay uh, shit all i gotta so look joelle hotep. what i want to say is be happy that you found this out before you put yep. his penis in your mouth. Yep. 
Because it's yeah. always like really, really heartbreaking when you mm-hmm. put the penis in your mouth and your vagina and then you find out this shit mm-hmm. as I have experienced <laughs> in I'm my so life. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I have to. Oh, I all have of us to. have. All yeah. of us have. I dated several. Um, so they kind of start having this conversation that gets a little bit loud. And Sam is like, is everything okay? And he's like, we're trying to have a conversation. You have African American. So he's so violent, so violent. So Joel is like, don't talk to her like that. Yep. And then Reggie gets up. And oh, this is after he says, oh, so you're trying to protect your mutt. Um, so he's name calling. Yeah. Sam, mm-hmm. Several names. And then, yes, fine ass Reggie pops up like, oh, we're not about to do this. I don't know why everyone in this series wears their jackets inside, but <laughs> Reggie still has her because it's all about fashion. <laughs> Reggie walk around his jacket. Troy got his jacket on. Joelle got her jacket on. <laughs> everyone has her jacket, jacket on. He got his little construction worker co- jacket on. <laughs> Gabe <laughs> fucking so Gabe shows up with a scully on. Like with a scully what? On. What is with the temperature? In this yeah, place? he's giving Joelle something that she left somewhere. But also, white man, these black people are trying to have a conversation. <laughs> no, but it's that's what they do. And yeah, you're right. And Gabe is like, hey. You left this at the ball lounge the other day. Like, what? Does this look like the right time? Fake ass Gabe. Oh, Not shit. the right time. Um, Sam is Sam like, is oh, like y'all wait, y'all be out. hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then Trevor sees her interacting with a white man. And then Trevor says, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. You take orders from that one. You're sneaking around oh, with this, this one. Talking about the white guy. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, I misjudged you. And then Reggie is like, yo, yo bro. bro. And what makes you think you could even step to Joelle? And that's when Joelle's vagina gets wet. Oh, and then he wet. says, right, my vagina got wet. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, she ain't property. Yeah. Like, what? Yes. <laughs> Own me. Yellow. <laughs> and then Trevor's like, well, she acts like it. You all do. With your skinny jean wearing, identity politic, and designer shoe addicted asses. Then Joelle schools him. And, well, before she does that, Trevor's like, oh, it's take down the black man day or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes into his uh, black male victimhood, which... We know that black men are a target in the society, period. We know that. But the fact that he is in a black dorm talking and berating other, other black, black people, people, being homophobic, being transphobic, being um, colorist. Yes. And then also using his black trauma to silence other black trauma. Yes. 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 That's what makes this scene. That's what makes this black male victimhood. Yes. In this, in this, the context of this setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joelle says, oh, you think the black man has a monopoly on suffering? You have no clue what black women go through, probably because you can't get close to one because you're fucking whack. We deal with the same shit. Society heaps on you, then turn around and deal on the shit you heap on us. Why do you even... Oh, and she tells him to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, Take yourself back to Lester Hall. Because you're dusty. You're dusty, you fucking <laughs> ash monster. <laughs> so... He's going off, calls her a black bridge bitch, and says black men are the most disrespected and disenfranchised. And Reggie punches him in the fucking face. Because mm-hmm, he had it coming. And I orgasm. I came, and it's clearly time for Joel to fuck Reggie. Okay? <laughs> it is time. Consensually. Consensually. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, Sam gets a tweet from, or gets an alert that alt- ivw has tweeted again and he's like black like on, on black, black crime, crime at ap, AP house. house so now so we she know knows that this person is in this space for, from within mm-hmm. so we're at that moment we're thinking is this a black person who's doing this so joelle is like thank you for handling that and reggie's like nah you took care of that i just cleaned it up 
So yes. that's what's cool. Which we are all creaming ourselves because we appreciate when black men give credit to black women. Yes. So he credits he Joelle credits and acknowledges, her. you didn't need me to do this. You took care of this. And he just, his that's face just looked punchable. So yeah. I just fucking It wasn't him like, I'm, you know, I'm protecting a black woman because mm-hmm. it was just like, nah, I was your ally. Yeah. And then she's looking at Reggie like he's fuckable. And then yeah. she looks at us because we know she's about to fuck him. Yes. I mean, there was more in that look, but. Oh, Sally Richardson directed this episode. Okay. You know who that is? I never know anyone. Okay, Sally Richardson Whitfield. Sally Richardson is, she was in Posse. She was in, um, you don't know the black woman that was in Posse? She was in uh, Shame. That's the one who was the exotic woman. black woman okay. of that period okay, yes. yes thank yes, you yes that's her i was trying to think of a nice way to say that. <laughs> right <laughs> no that's her that's her she knows she knows her clearly she's directed this she knows her privilege <laughs> right so that was that was that dear black people yes what is our dear black people for do this not episode? trust random black people who show up in your space do not if they're an agent seen them, they're an agent yes, for white supremacy don't trust the motherfuckers Absolutely. send them back absolutely don't trust them and black black, dear black people dear black women yes if you are in the space with a black man who is treating you as if you are different than all other black women and that's what makes you special to him yes he is a problem yes he is exoticizing you Mm -hmm. he is does not respect the equal personhood of black women he is a misogynist and um do not be complicit in that funky bullshit one more thing they're black yeah. women okay sometimes it's helpful to have your, that person meet your community because they see these things that you won't see in a yes. way. sometimes you're just so like in like and infatuated mm-hmm. that you do see these signs because she was seeing these signs but it was like but i feel good right, he right, makes me right, feel right, good right, right, right. um so sometimes you need your community to be like bitch you see mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah you know? yeah sometimes um, yeah you get infatuated and yeah. you can't see past that so yeah. it's good checks and balances to have Word. your people meet your people yes dear white people uh fake ass gabe do not insert yourself <laughs> in situations and places where you don't belong. If you see a group of black people talking, stay silent, observe, and then see. Is this appropriate a time? Is this appropriate time for me to say some shit? It's appropriate time for me to show up. <laughs> um, what else for dear white people? That's all I got. Um, go fuck yourselves. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Thank you so much for listening to Dear Black People, our Dear White People review series. Mm-hmm. We actually are motherfucking podcasters. We have a whole ass other show. A whole entire show called Tea with Queen and Jay, where we dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a fucking time. Every motherfucking week, we discuss liberation, pop culture, and politics. And um, we fucking like doing it, yo. Yo, and you're here already. You you're love here. us. You're our friend. You might as well subscribe to Press our subscribe. shit. Press subscribe. We do a new episode every motherfucking Tuesday, yo. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Can't wait to see you. Or feel you. Or hear you. Or get an email from you. It's going to creep you. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> episode six. Yes. All right. So this episode um, starts back with Lionel again. And I'm just fucking excited to get another episode of Lionel. You love Lionel. I fucking love Lionel. <laughs> and I feel like we could just do a whole series on Lionel. This is my favorite character. And yeah. I... I, I enjoy of, him a lot. Yeah. I kind of feel like Joel is my favorite, but I enjoy him a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He holds the whole series down for me. I do. I love Joel. I love all of them except for Sam. Um, <laughs> but uh, Only Sam likes Sam. <laughs> right. Right. And all, everyone who falls under her light skin charm. Um, okay. So we cut to Lionel 
and Lionel is in the library picking up more books and we find out that he's become obsessed with these secret societies. Mm -hmm. So it cuts back to 1924 and William Landis, the founder of the Bugle, is rejected from the scribes of Carthage, one of these secret societies, and he ends up doing this kind of expose on secret societies, Mm -hmm. period, and that becomes Lionel's guide for his project and we see that he's got all these books these old books and all these notes and he's trying to put the pieces of some shit together he's got all these old photos from Mm -hmm. the 20s and he's trying to find the connection between alt iv w who is the troll Mm -hmm. he's been trolling sam and causing confusion on campus and these secret societies so he goes in his closet and he has some fucking like what would you call this like a law and order like board where he's trying to put the clues together, together and, and all that um see find all the linkages and he has right. to um thumbtack the photos of everyone involved mm-hmm. and all of this mm-hmm. stuff but they usually show that when there's like a crazed private investigator yes that's what it type is type of thing yes somebody who's no longer on the job <laughs> yeah he's been fired his wife and family <laughs> left, left him, him and he's dedicating his whole life to this he's, mystery yeah renting a room in a garage now because he yes. has no money yes but he is still everybody trying to thinks he's crazy yeah. nobody will touch him nobody will fuck with him yeah um but yeah so that's a part of his mission is to figure this out and and it's also super nerdy because yeah. we know that that's something that nerds do they get obsessed with this one thing and it's like this is all that they can think yes. about mm-hmm. and they meaning me so oh, no that, that was for you yeah <laughs> yes so i was into that we cut to uh lionel and wesley who uh we met in the last lionel episode yes and they are gay nerd buddies i'm gonna that call so them cute. so adorable they're walking on campus and i'm, I'm kind of like oh so we know that Lionel has found his community yeah. in Wesley and they're talking on campus and they're using a lot of um, text language, LOL, mm-hmm. OMG. And at the end of this conversation, Wesley is like, all right, I, go, I got to go into classes. I have to go into class. And then he disappears and you realize that Reggie was either just he was actually just texting with wesley yeah. so they're not actually hanging out and yeah. kind of what I, that feeling i was having is oh look at them walking on campus together and he's found his community we see there's still this kind of social wall yeah. that's up is that mm-hmm. they haven't ne- they haven't cracked that phase yet yeah. they're still just texting and he hasn't gotten the courage to really hang out with him yeah. yet but it's clear that he values that mm-hmm. um relationship and that space with him so Lionel meets up with Silvio and he's trying to get Silvio to start this blog with him and um, keep going. Start yes. something new. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do the old Winchester paper or whatever the fuck they yeah, were doing before. Independent. We don't have to do that. We could do our own thing. Right. Fuck the system. Exactly. So he brings Silvio back to his dorm on their way. They see the bananas that are hanging on Sam's door. Somebody hung bushel or whatever the fuck a bunch of bananas on sam's door and wrote bitch Bitch. on one of them or carved bitch into one of them and so it's clearly a hate act yes silvio is there he witnesses that everybody is kind of gathered around her dorm she's taking a picture and it's just one of the indications that um of the racism that's that's been fueled and opened up on campus and people feeling emboldened to do kind of these hateful acts. Yeah. And we know about campuses across the country who have experienced this, somebody putting something on somebody's door, a noose or different, different little things. Yeah. 
So he brings Silvio, Lionel brings Silvio into his dorm room and he's like, listen, I've set it up. This can be our offices. And he has a whiteboard. So this is where I nerd out because I like supplies and things. <laughs> stationery. So he has, I love stationery. Uh-huh. So he has the whiteboard. And even though those are like some of the best dry erase board markers. Oh, so when he got markers? Yes, when he got excited, uh-huh. I was like, yes, extra marker. <laughs> so Silvio's, Silvio's excited about the markers. I would be too. Uh-huh. And a dry erase board. I use yes. that works. <laughs> and That's I allow funny. no one to touch it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> if they made one in the, those in black with black markers i would love to have one of those in my house with mm-hmm. will it have to be white markers that does exist it might okay i want one of those or you could um paint your wall with um chalk paint i i the chalk thing i have that there's a oh the, the texture yeah you it drives to, i okay. cannot gotcha. like it's actually making i might have to pause this and gather myself you don't I have time for that <laughs> <laughs> okay so what is the name of this woman i don't know we've been calling her natalie Right. Okay. So the black woman who was on the paper, who we've named Natalie, shows up into, knocks on the door, shows up at Lionel's dorm room while he's talking to Silvio about the paper. And Lionel's like, no. No. She has to uh-uh. go. And his silent rage comes out. <laughs> he screams, oh, hell no. Which, which not, Lionel doesn't scream yeah, he unless doesn't. he's pissed. He's, he's generally very... <laughs> she comes in. She's like, what's that smell? He's like, a bouquet of a markers. <laughs> anger is so cute so full of rage (laughs) she's like it smells like mediocrity and he his whole face during this whole scene is amazing this is a brilliant fucking actor her name is brooke okay brooke if lionel was the type to slap a bitch oh (laughs) he would slap a bitch bitch and that bitch i mean man or woman yes Yes. Yes. (laughs) okay that's not a gender specific so silvio is like listen i can trust her i want to work with her and Lionel is like, fine, with rage. <laughs> His whole face, everything feel rage. She so. has a bang that reminds me of when we were kids and how we used to use the roller, the sponge roller mm-hmm. to roll the, your bang from yep. your chin all the way to yep. the top of your head. Yep. She has a bang that and reminds then, me of that. Because we were using grease in our hair back in the day, it would stay. <laughs> you took the yep. roller out, your, your little bang would stay up there all day. Yep. So you didn't have to cut it into a shape. You didn't. It would just be rolled yep. up like your they're tight. Your hair could be long and you just why roll up a bang. Why do that? If it was not the 50s, why? Look. Why? Why? Black women, black women generally win hair scared of scissors. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to roll this shit out. And True that. Eighth grade, I started cutting my own bang. I would cut it into a new shape every morning. I got in trouble because I shaved off my widow's peak once. And it was like, <gasps> you don't cut your hair. I was like, it's sticking out of my braids. I, I had box got... braids. And it was like this patch of like hair sticking oh out of them. Oh, my goodness. I, I would have got an entire beating. Cutting? Oh, my goodness. I shaved that shit off. Like, oh, that's wild style. <laughs> um, so they're pitching ideas to Silvio. Uh, one of the ideas is to the, investigate who alt white alt white is the name. Right, alt alt white alt Ivy white Thanks. alt Ivy W. Yes, right to investigate the troll. That's Lionel's idea. Um, Silvio shoots that down. He's shooting everything down left and right. He's mm-hmm. like, I gotta go, but y'all, you know, come up with something. Shoot better. everything down, but has no ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke is looking at Silvio lovingly until he leaves, and then finally she looks to Lionel and she's like, "Listen, your story about the troll is good." And he's like, "Oh, so you're down with it now, or whatever?" So mm-hmm. she seems supportive, and um, she's like, "Listen, we have to stick together. This seems interesting. Yeah, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. This mm-hmm. damn thing." So they're reluctantly on the same team. They're both. They both have good facial acting. Yes. Things. Yes. Yes. Hers are pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, she's great. I enjoy her. Mm-hmm. 
And she says, listen, this we're all that we have as black people yeah. and the type of things that are happening to Sam hurts and hurts it hurts all of us. So they agree, they shake hands, um, they agree to work together and investigate this thing and start that story and they're they're face acting. And it's great. And she, oh. she puts on antibacterial after she shakes. <laughs> and then she's like all right let's i have this to do i have that to do let's meet at eight o'clock but she's clearly very busy and booked and she kind of in the first scene that we saw with her in the previous episode um where he runs into her drunk at the party yeah she's like i have two whole free hours now because she's talking about how the paper is canceled and i remember being in college and one of those things being on vanderbilt's campus was how busy are you what how how much stuff you got going on what you have to do it was to me it was very strange i personally i didn't like being busy every fucking minute of Mm -hmm. the day and it, there were people I feel like that held that as a badge of how successful they are. Exactly, and there's people who still do that even yes. outside college, and it's like hustle, hustle, grind, right. grind. Don't yes. sleep, don't sleep, don't sleep. Bad boy for life. I just had nah, to throw that in there. That. Yeah. So, yeah, so she's she's very much a part of that. So they make a plan to meet up again at eight, and he goes back to texting with Wesley, Wesley who invites him to the crib later on that evening. He goes to see Wesley and he ends up kind of just talking about the paper. Wesley is very interested mm-hmm. in what he's got going on. So he's engaged in that conversation. He cares about Lionel and whatever he's going through, whatever. And then he sits next to him and he's like, listen, maybe we don't, you know, talk about this anymore. <laughs> and Lionel's like, well, what else can we talk about? And he's like, well, maybe we just don't talk. And so he tries to kiss Lionel. It's clearly like they're both kind of like ready to kiss or whatever mm-hmm. lionel gets a text from brooke it's eight o'clock she's like where are you she tries to ignore it at first but then she's persistent with the texting and so he leaves and they don't get to kiss till we meet again my friend till we meet again <laughs> it's like i i don't want to leave but i have to yeah so he meets brooke downstairs in what looks to be the basement of um the ap dorm yeah and so she's like, listen, if we go through these papers if we go through the recycling bin with the magazines we can find out who left Kelsey the yeah, ransom the note, note for her dog because yes. the assumption is that whoever stole the dog is probably tied to alt Ivy White in some way yeah so they're looking he's like how is this this doesn't this is not going to work and then he opens the recycle bin and the there's a magazine there and we know that the A from that magazine was used in that ransom note yes um, Coco comes down and it appears as if Brooke didn't see this magazine and Lionel does so he kind of sneaks the magazine in his pocket right. and doesn't even tell Brooke of his find exactly so he finds it um he sees that it's Rashid's magazine and so he goes to confront Rashid in his dorm room he's ditched Brooke at this point yes and Brooke meets him up there <laughs> you see the shadow I didn't see that the first time no. yeah Brooke wait it's such a beautifully shot show it so is really Brooke beautiful. um runs upstairs of AP house to find Lionel to follow him to Rashid's room and so as he approaches Rashid's door by himself, Brooke comes up and we see her shadow actually before she turns the corner, which is like supposed to be like menacing. Like she's mm-hmm. look, look. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, it it's is. so well done. Yeah. So she's like, what she, the fuck? She yo? said ding dong bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you traitor. So they go in Rashid's room and we know Rashid and Al share a room and Rashid, yeah, Rashid cannot stand Al. And Rashid seems kind of like suspect, like he doesn't really want to let them in. Mm-hmm. And Brooke busts in the room and the room, I guess, has a smell because right. Brooke makes a face. Al looks nervous. Rashid looks nervous. Mm-hmm. And come to find out, Al um, actually kidnapped Kelsey's dog. So Al's been hiding the dog in the closet. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it smells like piss in the room. Yeah. They confront Rashid about the magazine. He's like, yeah, I like the magazine, but I wouldn't steal a dog. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, so come to find out, Al stole the dog. He's like, look, I took it as a prank because Kelsey and her dog were getting on my fucking nerves, but now I'm in love with the fucking dog and I don't want to give it back. Because it's a cute dog. It's a cute, adorable dog. So the dog comes out the closet and he's cuddling up with Al. So adorable. And if you watch it again, the first time I didn't notice, but if you look at the dog, the dog is clearly obsessed with Al. (laughs) Dog is licking on Al's face, doing that little backwards thing that my dog Annie does when she's being a thought. Mm -hmm. Um, So Sorbet is obsessed with Al. They have a relationship. They're in love. But he doesn't love him that much because the dog runs out the window. Oh, well, before the dog escapes and runs out the window, Brooke asks Al about being alt Ivy white. Like, what's your problem? Why are you mad? Yeah, Al? Yeah. yeah. And Al is like, nah, it's not me. They're actually trolling me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a picture of Al as Eminem for one Halloween. So he's yeah. in, I guess he's in white face mm-hmm. or whatever they're trying to call it. Um, at which point the dog jumps out the window and they're all like, we were never here. <laughs> no police occult. Cause that's just not what we do. It's not what we fucking do. But also one of them could have gone out there to get that dog, man. Just let the dog run wild. You know how fast little leg dogs run? You know how fast dogs run? That's that. As soon as it jumped out the window, it was gone. You're right. You're right. That <laughs> happened like, to me in Hennessy once. The only reason I got her back is People because... People think of this little... No, it was just as fast. She was gone. She was gone. The it only four reason... four fucking legs. Yep. She ran back to the house, thank God, because uh-huh. she like we were along our walk route. Mm-hmm. But another dog started chasing her, and I had let her off the leash because we were like in what I thought was like a quiet little safe space. Yeah. Another dog started chasing her. She don't like other dogs. She ran all the way back home. And uh, I just met her at the front door, and she was there. Good thing she knows where she lives. She does, but she ran into the street. Anyway, it was a whole thing. She lived. She lived. That was a few years ago. She's fine. Then she confronts, Brooke confronts Lionel. Yes. She's like, yo, you abandoned me. He's like, yeah, I don't know why. Why did he say he abandoned her? I think, okay, this is what happens. This is when they actually have the conversation when she's like, why did you leave me? Yes. And he's just like, you know, I, I just didn't trust it. I don't know. I don't know, like, where you stand with this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I actually saw that and left that there. I wanted you to find it to, like, give you hope. Right. And to help motivate you with this mm-hmm. whole investigation thing. Yeah. So we know that Brooke, Brooke's intentions are purer than Lionel is giving her credit for. Yes. So they bond. And then, right. So this is when they realize that that Halloween picture, that alt ivw posted was from the pastiche party got it so that's how they end up at pastiche magazine at their house and they talk to them like yo we know that you guys are alt ivy white what the fuck he's like nah it's not me and so then they check um the computer and they realize okay no it's not them Mm -hmm. and alt ivy white is still texting as they're standing as they're talking to the people um and so they go back to the dorm to Lionel's dorm. Right. They go back to Lionel's dorm room. They're kind of at a stalemate. And um, Lionel talks about how he's stressed. Uh, And this is when we realize that Brooke is mad spicy. And she begins to disrobe. As we said. We said that the Brooks and the Natalies, they be the spicy They get it popping. You're right. We said this. You are absolutely right. So she starts to take off her top. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, opening um, her shirt. To her, I like her breasts. And <laughs> <laughs> Lionel's like, yo, why are you taking We're your clothes off? She's like, like yo, so that we can unwind. He's like, I'm gay. She's like, and she's sexuality, like, sexuality is, is fluid. the spectrum. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, so she's getting her Grace Jones on. <laughs> um, and then Wesley comes in and brings him food. And he's like, yo, this is not what it looks like, Wesley. And Wesley kind of gets it. He's like, yes, I, I <laughs> yeah, know that you're I not know here for this. Not. But also, Troy 
and Reggie are in the next room playing video games. And Troy's like, no, no means no. I can hear you. Yeah. Um, so then she opens the door, like, I guess to tell out. him to shut out. Mm-hmm. With her, yeah, with her titties out. And Troy is like, hey. Right. <laughs> Right. And Reggie's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very college moment to yes, me. And they still continue playing the game though. Right. They stop. Right. They're not, which is all very college. Yes, they still continue all playing the video very game. College. Wesley comes in with food. Uh Lionel is like, it's not what it looks like. He's like, fine, I brought McDonald's. <laughs> so they're sitting down eating French fries, still talking about how they haven't had any luck finding Alt Ivy White. Yeah. And then uh, they make some uh Fallout 4 reference oh right he's wesley is like why don't you take a page out of fallout 4 reference and they start nerding out about that yeah <laughs> and brooke is like what the fuck are y'all talking about that's how about? i felt watching yes. the scene of the fucking yes and to me it was just further <laughs> it just further solidified that they have found like yeah. their community they have mm-hmm. found one another in um you know nerd shit yeah in gay men of color nerd shit yeah so that was cool i'm with brooke what the fuck were they talking right about? right and wesley is like yo why don't you just hack that shit why don't you hack alt ivw yes. so they go to reggie who was the hacker in the uh in the dorm yeah um and reggie's like no nah, i'm not fucking doing it everybody always wants me to hack some shit um because that is what people do yeah. like can you so he's clearly the go-to guy to do that and then the, he wasn't going to do it and then they show the continued hatred from alt ivy white and the things that he's been doing to sam and right just and like all like, right nah, fuck you know it. I fuck this shit so he hacks him what i like so there's this scene where you see reggie's black hands against the white of that um computer mm-hmm. the computer keys and yeah. it's so rare like that's one of the things that they use in hacking like yeah. in, in a lot of tv scenes yes. they will use that the they'll scan out from the hands the typing yeah. and it's so rare that you get to see black hands doing yes, that totally so i was here for that go ahead reggie <laughs> what? and brooke is like being creepy flirty like yes make that clickety clack <laughs> <laughs> like listen it's gonna take a while y'all just stay close until it's done so everybody goes to their separate corners while reggie is doing this Mm -hmm. and it kind of also again speaks to the community of that they have with one another that he would spend time doing this what are you laughing i'm just looking at troy (laughs) (laughs) no so troy troy passes a lionel the blunt i don't think he thinks he's gonna take it i don't don't think lionel is known to smoke weed and Uh like lionel just takes it because it's like mad right right and troy gets mad excited like yes in his face and he doesn't say anything it's one of those a a whole lot of expression going on in his face Um, like i can almost imagine what he looks like when he nuts like it's oh wow you're terrible (laughs) okay so they take this moment to have a conversation uh troy starts to talk to lionel about the men in Lionel's life. Yeah. Like, yo, you got to let Silvio go. He's garbage. And he calls him Samson or some shit. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, Silvio? He's like, yes, that nigga. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> the whole thing is such a college conversation, yeah, but very um, emblematic of their intimacy and their comfort with one another yes. as bros. And then he's like, nah, you should, you should date, uh, what's his name with the W? I don't Wesley. know. He, but he calls him something else. Oh, yeah, he did do that. He calls him William or some <laughs> shit. And he's like, his name is Wesley. He's like, I'm pretty sure it's William. Mm-hmm. Which is like, it's funny because he's detached from this, but, but also, also like, this is my very friend. Very involved. Right. The parts of it he, that he cares about. like Yeah, he, Lionel is center in this. These other yes. people, I don't give a fuck Listen, about the names. I don't know who they, they are, are, the names. I know what you need to do as my friend. So I appreciated that. So mm-hmm. they're smoking weed. And so he gives them advice. And also this is key because he talks about uh, what would you be doing if you didn't have to do this is a question that Troy asked Lionel. And Lionel's like, I would, um, I'd be writing. Yeah. And there's a moment where you can see as turns on as, as Troy has kind of been a fuck boy in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, he's like, I would be writing and Troy 
admires this yeah and a light bulb goes off in his head about well what the fuck am i doing with my life yeah. and you kind of see that happening mm-hmm. so they get the word from reggie that he's got in and then they're all gathered around reggie and alt ivw tweets and he's like oh time to bump it up to third party encryption and they ask reggie what does that mean he's like it means we're not getting in yeah. so that that turns out to be a bust everybody goes to their separate corners and we see lionel and wesley in lionel's dorm room and lionel's phone goes off again and wesley's like do you need to answer that he's like no right so lionel puts his phone down it's a text from silvio lionel puts his phone down and then it gets to the hot and sexy stuff yes so it starts to get steamy Mm and uh uh we jump to a kiss well they, they talk and they're having like a nice little conversation and he says, you know, I'm sorry that I ditched you before kind of thing. And Lionel comes in for the kiss, which is exciting. Yeah. To see kind of Lionel. Um, initiate. Initiate in mm-hmm. this situation. So they kiss. Lionel takes off his shirt. They both take off their shirts. It's kind of awkward and clumsy, but it's still very sweet. Um, Wesley takes off his shirt and then Lionel takes off his shirt and reveals that he's been in the gym for his entire life. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Lionel gives wesley head and that's this is his first time yeah um yeah. and wesley's like it's okay you know next time <laughs> well he's right he's like how to make how you feel it? and wesley compares it to one of the sand monsters from star wars <laughs> which is such a nerdy way to say it wasn't good yeah. um but he's very sweet about it yeah. and so it's what i like about this is a very intimate moment with two gay men gay men of color characters shirtless it's a in- type of intimacy that i haven't seen on television since noah's ark yes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. have you seen it since then anywhere no okay it doesn't mean it hasn't ex- i haven't seen it so it was nice to see that casually inserted and it's not salacious it's not um being exoticized in any way so i thought that was cool so they have their intimate moment and then they go back to kissing and it's uh implied that they do the business that they do the damn thing so then we cut to the next day and Lionel meets Silvio downstairs and he's like, listen. So Silvio is down there waiting for him. They meet to talk about the paper again or their little blog. And Lionel challenges Silvio. He's like, yo, listen, who do you think you are? We're partners. You're not running the paper anymore. We're partners in yeah. whatever this blog mm-hmm. is going to be. And Silvio's like, oh, you must have got some because you like feeling yourself yeah. right now. Um, but he goes on to say, listen, we're partners in this. And the alt Ivy White story exposing this this troll could mean a lot to the campus and it's important that we do this. So Silvio is kind of bantering, oh, your little attitude is adorable and just making little quips about him as they talk about this. And then we hear the punch in the next room where Reggie has just, so you know how this thing yeah, kind of does the, a time, time, the time lapse, overlap, time right? So we see that this is the day that Joel had brought Trevor to the dorm to show him around and we hear Reggie punch Trevor okay, in the next room. So and remember in the other episode when that happened, someone tweeted black on black, black, on black crime, crime, right? Alt Ivy tweets, yes, right? So Alt Ivy W tweets black on black crime. Lionel looks. They both look at what's happening. This tweet comes comes up. Lionel gets the notification ding of Alt Ivy W, and then he sees in the reflection. He looks up at Silvio, who's got his laptop open yeah. and is typing. He looks at him. And then he can see there's a mirror behind Silvio and he can see in the reflection that Silvio is actually Alt IVW and yes. is tweeting from that account. And he's yes. like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then the camera goes dark and Silvio starts looking like a fucking Disney villain. 
he, he grew out his beard for this episode. Yeah. Last time we saw him, his beard was mad light yeah. and like shadowy. And right now it's a full ass. Yeah. He looks like fucking he looks like Scar. Scarf. He looks like Jafar. Yeah. He looks like that fucking tiger from the Jungle Book. He looks like <laughs> all them gay implied Disney characters who are evil. He looks like, like that them. motherfucker. Yep, That's how he looks. And he starts spewing mad white supremacist shit. And he's like, listen, it don't matter that I'm black. I'm, that I'm. It doesn't matter that I'm Latinx and gay. I'm not beholden to the liberal leftist bullshit i defend free speech and i'm not here for the crybaby whining identity politics so this is you can see in lionel's face how disappointing this is yeah and there's so many um black folks because i'm a black person i talk to mad black people who find themselves so disappointed by other people of color they're like but how could you you're gay or you're also a brown person Mm -hmm. or you're this and that or whatever and for a lot of people it doesn't matter like we mentioned earlier in our review series silvio can get away with looking like some type of italian so he i'm sure benefits from that shit and he's not walking around in the skin of a black man and then we got to think about anti anti anti-blackness so Mm -hmm. even if you are a non-black poc there's still anti-blackness and you want to be far away from what blackness is mm-hmm. as far as as you can because the closer you are to white, the closer you are to like the good life and right. all of those other things. And he's, Lionel's like, I changed my bedroom into an office for you. And he's like, use it to write your fucking blog on the nefarious alt-IBW. Um, what does he say? Just, be- Just because I occasionally take it up the ass doesn't mean I want this school to too. And you can quote that. So he gives no fucks anymore, Silvio. Yeah. And he's like, tell him, tell him who I am. Who cares? Cause it, he knows there would be no kickback for this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he could probably still just be at the campus living his life and being fine. Yeah, he's not going to be punished for this because yeah. it's okay to troll uh, black women and yeah. it's okay to troll black people in yes. general. So mm-hmm. nobody cares. Um, even though what he was doing was targeted harassment. Yes. So Reggie goes back to Lionel goes back to his dorm room and one of those X's that we've been seeing is marked on, on his, his doorknob. Door. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's something to keep in mind as we go further in this series because it ties into these um, secret, secret societies. societies. Right. So he goes back to his dorm room. He's clearly hurt and disturbed by what's happened. He feels betrayed. He's distraught. He's breathing heavily. He looks like he's about to cry. And then we look at the, he looks at the camera like he's he's ready to tear down some shit. Let's fuck this Let's shit fuck up. End scene. End scene. What's our dear black people for this episode i don't have one you have one well my dear black people is a uh, fucking trust nobody trust nobody <laughs> trust no one no allies. no allies no allies no allies until they prove themselves to be allies, allies. don't assume that because somebody looks like an ally that, that they, they are, are an ally unless they're actively doing shit to be allies and dear white people uh we don't trust y'all unless you prove yourself to be an ally you cannot be trusted what are you doing to actively be an ally your presence Word. as a gay person does not give you a pass at all um at all to be whatever the fuck word you're being um all right cool we did it we did a motherfucking show i want to remind everybody we are throwing a juneteenth party Mm -hmm. so be sure to come through that is happening on tuesday june 19th at von bar in nyc please save the date we're going to be putting out um an event bright link for that and that is a free event with rsvp so be sure to do that shit be sure to listen to our regular episodes of tea with queen and j podcast that drop every tuesday yes, in yes, this yes. feed make sure you are subscribed be sure to follow tea with qj on instagram and twitter at tea with qj on facebook and tumblr tea with queen and j send us your t-mail at tea with queen and j at gmail.com and check out our website tea with queen and j.com anything else i think 
we did it. We did a motherfucking show. Be back here next week when we will be reviewing episodes seven and eight. Oh, yeah, seven and eight. Yeah, get with it. Yeah. All right. Peace. Bye. Smooches. Hey, Joe, is everything okay? Everything's fine. I was talking to my friend. Yeah, we're trying to have a conversation. African-American. Don't talk to her like that. But you're going to kowtow to your mutt. Whoa, you did not just say that. (sighs) Joelle. Hey, what are you doing here? Uh, you left us at the law lounge the other day. Thank you. I tried to text you. Um, you guys have been hanging out. Um, he just had some questions and we decided to get coffee. Ten times. What? Sure. Sam, the young Republicans just booked Ricky Carter. Get the fuck out of here. You know what? I don't think this is going to work. I mean, you take orders from that one, sneak around with this one. Yeah, I think I misjudged you. Yo, bruh. What makes you think you could even step you up with this shit? She a real one, she ain't property. Well, she acts like it. You all do. With your skinny jean wearing, identity politicking, designer shoe addicted asses. Okay, listen, you know what, King? Let me tell you. I got this. Oh, let's take down the black man. Oh, you think the black man has a monopoly on suffering? You have no clue what black women go through, and it's probably because you can't get close to one because you're fucking whack. We deal with the same shit society heaps on you and then turn around and deal with all the shit you heap on us. So why don't you take yourself aggrandizing, overcompensating, dusty ass back to Webster House? You know what? Fuck all of this. Because all you do is defend fags and dudes wearing dresses that want to be called she. And then this uppity bitch wants to take down black men, the most disrespected, disenfranchised group that constantly takes the back seat. Take a back seat to this nigga. Now get the fuck up and get the fuck out.